Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast live on YouTube, Facebook, and also on the audio podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, for a few minutes, this is not going to be long at all because uh, coming up this afternoon uh, will be an interview with a former Times Picker, young sports writer, and now writer for the Athletic, uh, Jeff Duncan. So if you're not doing anything at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 Central, uh, check out the interview that will uh, take place. And uh, Jeff Duncan, we're going to be talking about New Orleans Saints with him. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints and um, the Saints just finished wrapping up practice for today. Uh, the storylines are coming out right now. A lot of bright spots, the guys that that, that stood out in practice today. Uh, from what I hear, according to uh, Mike Triplett and Larry Holder, uh, Janoris Jenkins had uh, one of the best plays of the day. Um, him deflecting a pass from a newly acquired wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, JT Gray uh, showing a lot of heart out there. Uh, ran down the field uh, to uh, deflect a pass away from uh, Jared Cook. And, um, you know, just also a lot of people have been ranting and raving unbelievably about uh, P.J. Williams. Uh, P.J. Williams, yet again, um, has shown himself uh, to be a, a regular uh, in the news cycle, which is uh, very exciting. Uh, it could be very alarming, but I like to look at it as being very exciting. But I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the, the Saints finally did what I have been lobbying for for quite some time here on the State of the Saints podcast, and that is move P.J. Williams to the safety position. I've been talking about this since last season, uh, since uh, I think uh, Von Bell and Marcus Williams missed games and P.J. Williams went into the safety spot. That is his calling card. That is where he can flourish because P.J. Williams is above average tackler, but he's not that fast. So him playing safety might be the best thing to ever happen to his career, and it probably can resurrect his career and change the narrative about what a lot of people think about him. Uh, also coming out of training camp, uh, they were talking about Marcus Williams. Uh, Marcus Williams uh, added some weight. Uh, he's looking pretty doggone good right now as far as, you know, his size. So uh, Dennis Allen is hoping that, uh, you know, that he helps him with his tackling. So P.J. Uh, Williams doing well at safety and Marcus Williams gaining some weight you know, try to work on his tackling ability. So uh, those are some
There we go. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're going to be answering questions uh, from the Who That Nation right now. Man, I'm opening the floor to you all. Those are the storylines I'm seeing right now. Uh, I got Twitter up right now. I was trying to see if I see any new news coming through. Uh, but right now, uh, it, it's pretty much uh, what I just <clears throat> what I just mentioned. Uh, I mean, C.J. Gardner Johnson uh, was on the first team uh, playing nickel on today. Um, that's what I see right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ty Montgomery had a really good uh, tra uh, training cap practice today as well. People were talking about how shifty he looked. I think him being in the Saints uniform is going to uh, do wonders for his career. Uh, shouts out to Weave Ready, who was first. Uh, said, looking forward to your show. Who that? I appreciate it. Uh, thank you uh, for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. Shouts out to Dave. Says, who that from Jersey? Yeah, what's going on, man? All the way from New Jersey. Appreciate it. Uh, Chemo in the building saying, who that? We got Nelson in here. Uh, we got uh, Yip in here. You know, good morning to you. SY from Houston. Uh, we got Ricky Smith saying, what up? Uh, then we got Iceman T. Oh, yeah. Shouts out to Dada number one. He in the building as well. Uh, Iceman T says, I'm going to be honest. Uh, this us. Uh, not good uh, for Loomis, for Sean. Uh, what did he say? Del Delvin, bro, uh, said that he played with injuries. Alvin's interview was very interesting. Uh, they said he had an ankle. Turned out it was a knee. And don't know uh, MT hurt. Uh, I, I guess you. I guess we're talking about guys actually playing through the pain. Uh, I guess that's what you, what you're uh, referring to, Ice Man. You know, there's a lot of people out there. You know that that are very critical of some of these uh, practices taking place by some of these uh, these NFL teams. You know, the fact that they look at the bottom line before they even look at these players being actual people. Look, a player is going to do what a player does. He's going to play through the pain. But it's sometimes uh, good for a coach to step in and intervene and say, hey, man, look, today ain't today. OK, we need you down the line. We need you down the stretch. And I've been very critical about that ice, man. I've been very critical about the New Orleans Saints and their practices, especially, you know, ha having to fire two doctors uh, from their staff because of the misprognosis or misdiagnosis, excuse me, um, of Dalvin Broke. Uh, I feel like it, it, it's a disgrace. Uh, I feel like the fact that, uh, you know, it, it comes a time when uh, you can't just think about yourself. You got to think about these players as human beings and protect them from themselves. So I don't know if anything is coming down the pipe because, uh, honestly, Iceman, this has been stuff that's been going on in football for a very long time. So I don't think that Delvin Bro would be the whistleblower for things that people don't already know. Uh, we know we live in a society today where people don't want to look at themselves in the mirror because if they if they do, they might not like what uh, like what they see, and they might have to uh, have to create change. And um, for them to create change, that would mean that something is wrong with the with the sport that we love called football. And I don't think the world is ready to have that type of conversation just yet. I mean, we've seen it when um, you know Dr. Bennett Amalu. Uh, came out, you know, a couple of years ago talking about CTE, uh, him and um, uh, Dr. Cyril Wett, you know what I'm saying? The guy who was uh, famously known for the JFK assassination saying that he feel like it was a conspiracy. He wrote several books on that. Um, but there are so many people, you know what I'm saying, that out here have been trying to talk to the NFL about how they do certain practices, but it hasn't been successful yet. 
So when we look at people like Delvin Bro, we're looking at people like Alvin Kamara, we look at other, other people like Michael Thomas, who was playing with a broken hand. Uh, I don't think things are going to change. It's unfortunate, Iceman, but that's just the way that the NFL is. Uh, Iceman also has another question. He says, why didn't uh, – hold on. I just lost my lost my spot there. Let's see. There we go. Uh, another question. Why didn't Sean Payton put uh, Mike T's hand injury on the injury list? Very suspect behavior by Sean. And I'm going to say it now. If he is playing these players knowing that they are hurt, that's pathetic. I mean, well, Iceman, like I said before, this isn't anything that other coaches aren't doing. You know, Sean Payton, he doesn't uh, go into, like, details about uh, players uh, being injured. Uh, Andrews Pete is a guy that, that's the most recent, right? Um, he, they said he had a hand injury, which uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, it was broken. You know what I'm saying? Which came out, it was broken. Uh, but, you know, that's just the way that he does. But there's a lot of coaches out there that do it, do it the same way. That's just the way the NFL is. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Um, uh, Trevor says, who that say you want to do that? <laughs> I do that there. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees says, hey, TJ, do you think Tommy Stevens can be a dominant tight end? I don't know about dominant, yo, but I feel like, you know, if he if he buckles down and he really takes the position serious, he can be, you know, a pretty uh, decent one, you know. The new signing of Ethan Wolf, six foot six, two hundred and sixty pound tight end. Should he get some reps? Well, um, I guess it's up to the team. Honestly, I, I watched that guy when he was at Tennessee. He was a good red zone threat when he was there. Uh, he played for the, the Rams. Uh, you know, he was on their practice squad, and the Saints picked him up. Uh, I think with the size and the, the weight that he had, he carries, you know, I think that he'll probably be a good red zone threat. Uh, he's a good pass catching tight end too. I think they're going to see what they have with him. I mean, it's a great opportunity for him, especially since uh, Josh Hill is out of the lineup. Uh, Marvin says uh, someone had a thumb injury. Uh, I think that was – oh, yeah, you're talking about Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, you think Pete will start week one? Uh, I think he will. Uh, they said that he's only going to miss about two weeks. Uh, it takes about four to six weeks for a broken hand to be healed, and, you know, so – uh, they're probably going to try to speed up the process. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure they can get him to a position where he can't play with it, but I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I think Nick Easton can do a really, a really good job in the absence of him. He did okay when Andrews was out last season, so I don't see why you got to rush him back. I don't. Um, Saints man says, you think people start week one? I answered that one already. Kimo says, do you see P.J. Williams keeping – this up. I hope so. If he plays safety, I see him keeping it up because him being a safety, it kind of, you know, it kind of uh, shows us uh, his strengths. When he plays corner, it kind of shows us his weaknesses, which is speed. So I think as long as they keep him at safety and he plays most of his snaps at safety, I think you're going to see a, a much better version of P.J. Williams, which um not really saying much. I mean, any improvement from P.J. Williams is improvement in my opinion. Uh, TJ's window. Thank you very much for $5 says you ashamed of me or something. Move them shades out the way so they can see me. <laughs> I could be a star if I was, if it wasn't for you hiding me. 
Thank you very much, TJ's window for five dollars. No, I'm not ashamed. Uh, you know, but I just didn't open the blinds just yet, man. I mean, I was uh, you know, if I if I if I open the blinds, it's gonna be really, really bright up in here, which is gonna cause you probably not to be able to see me. So, you know, I'm the star of the show. I'm just <laughs> uh Marvin says, uh Grill and Ryan call. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh let's see. How is our new rookie linebacker doing? Uh, Chip, he's doing pretty good. Um, Zach Bond is uh, making improvements every single day, and um, everybody's been ranting and raving about him, and um, he, he even uh, played with the one. So that's going to tell you everything you need to know right there. You know, they they really are looking uh, forward to seeing him on the field. Trevor says, what's the deal with Trotman? Uh, haven't heard much about him yet. Uh, they've been talking more about Stevens. Uh, as a tight end than Trotman. Uh, that's because uh, of the change, uh, Trevor. That, that's all it is. You know, the fact that you're taking a quarterback, a guy that was known for throwing the football throughout college at Penn State and Mississippi State, I mean, it, it just it's just a more intriguing uh, storyline than, than uh, Adam Trotman. You know, I mean, just because he's not being talked about uh, doesn't mean that he, he's not a guy that, that that's worth us, uh, you know, anticipating hitting the field, you know, so I just feel like the, the Steven storyline is a little bit more intriguing than uh, than Adam Troutman, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be hearing about him really soon. I mean, this is just the second day of padded practice, so who knows? Iceman says, uh, no, TJ, uh, I know uh, talking about Sean Payton players when he knows that they are injured. Uh, why uh, do that when the team is so stacked? We have so many um, options. Yeah, we got we got a lot of options, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, that's just the way the NFL. That's the culture. Um, you know, there's a dip, there's a, a a question that that constantly is asked by coaches to players: so Are you hurt or are you injured? You know, and like I said, players that play with a lot of pride. You know, they're not going to say, "Man, I can't play," because they feel like somebody else is going to come up and take their spot. I mean, that is that is how you were taught. I mean, there. There are certain people out here in this world that will tell you um, that, you know, they play and they do things in, in certain situations. You know what I'm saying? Even when they're dealing with tragedy, pain, aches, you know, that's actors and football players. You know, actors, you know, like jobs are few and far in between. You know what I'm saying? So if you get opportunity, you kind of weather the storm. If the, the producer a-hole, he doesn't respect you if you want to hear yelling and screaming critiquing the way that you do things you know you, you weather the storm and and and, ath and athletes you know what i'm saying sport athletes you know they they play through a lot of things because the culture has taught them like it's rather you do it or we find somebody else to do it so uh, that's just the way that it is man chemo says look like in the first practice that cd deuce was getting smoked like brisket <laughs> uh, by by a few people hopefully uh, the lights haven't gotten too bright. Uh, then again, it was only the first practice. Hope he did better. Uh, I mean, he's starting at the nickel position. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know right there, too. Uh, you know, the fact that they, they, they instilled him into the lineup. I mean, it's the first day of practice. You know, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I would take it with a grain of salt. You know, so uh, if, it, if it's something that constantly occur or it happens in the game, then we can have these type of conversations. But I'm not ready just yet to uh, give up on some of these players, to give up 
uh, on the potential uh, that some of these players possess. Uh, I feel like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a really good player. Uh, he's a guy who has a mean streak, a guy that's not afraid to make mistakes. And he's also not afraid to go out there and put his head into, you know, a, a tackle or, or try to, a, you know, a dislodge a ball away from a receiver or tight end. So I'm I'm uh, positive that he'll be able to do some great things this season. Uh, Dwayne, what's going on? He said, how did Andrews Pete break his thumb? Uh, ripping another hamburger <laughs> uh, too tight and being afraid it may run out of his hand. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, Dwayne. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I just know that uh, he broke his hand. I will say Andrews P came to practice looking really slim. You know what I'm saying? He, he lost about 30 to 35 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was moving around faster, and he was doing really well out there. So, I mean, this is just a setback for right now. You know, it's a setback, but I think he'll be able to uh, weather the storm. Uh, Julius says, uh, do you think Garner Johnson can become a starter? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's he going to be the starting nickel this season, the way it looks. Dwayne says, Andrews Pete hasn't missed a meal yet. <laughs> Come on, man. He had lost 30 pounds, man. <laughs> uh, TJ, what cornerbacks we have other than the usual suspects have your attention? Uh, well, honestly, I haven't heard that much about any of the new cornerbacks. Uh, well, I heard JT Gray made a play. Uh, JT Gray is a special team specialist, you know, like he's a specialist, you know, and, uh, you know, he's a second team all pro because of his special teams play. So he was out there making plays. Uh, somebody I'm looking forward to seeing is hopefully is Keith Washington. You know, I want to hear something about him. I want to see how he's, uh, you know, how he's developing in training camp. I mean, you look at this guy. I mean, he has the tools, man. He looks limpy. You know what I'm saying? He's tall. You know what I'm saying? He got long, uh, you know, arms, you know, a good wingspan. Uh, you know, especially can probably line him up in a nickel, you know, and be able to be a disruption. So hopefully, you know, we hear from Key Washington, you know, and, and see what he has. Uh, what's happening, Fart Master? You got uh, IB ripping them all here, man. Shouts out to IB ripping. <laughs> uh, Jason says, uh, Breeze has built up his upper body strength this offseason. He's throwing dimes again deep. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard that he threw the ball down the field. I think it came from Amy Just. She's a she's a Saints reporter. He uh, said he threw the ball down the field, and uh, but it was you know it was overthrown. I'm not saying that to nitpick with Drew Brees. I mean, I'm just trying to tell you that he threw the ball down the field, and they said it looked pretty good. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm saying his arm strength. You know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, who was I talking to? I was talking to another reporter, and um, I think it was a Catherine uh, Terrell, you know what I'm saying? I think that's who uh, brought this up. She was talking. Drew Brees is ever going to have the arm strength of a Patrick Mahomes and, or Carson Wentz. Like, we just wasting our time if we think that's going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, you know, I just feel like he can, guess, improve on his upper body strength and maybe be able to, you know, throw the ball down the field. A little bit more, but I just feel like you're not going to see it to a point where we can actually judge it analytically like we can on a Patrick Mahomes or a Carson Wentz. Those guys throw the ball down the field consistently. You know, Drew Brees, I'll be surprised if Drew Brees throw a pass over 40 yards 10 times this entire season. All right, so I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really big on the arm strength type thing because, I mean, honestly, Drew Brees never had arm strength. 
Uh, Kenneth says, good morning, my brother. Uh, do you think Murray will get more snaps since uh, they signed Montgomery? Uh, <sighs> I really don't know. Uh, I hope so. You know, I, I feel like you're wasting money by signing this guy if you're not going to use him. But, I mean, the same thing, like, you know, by them get, going out here getting all these tight ends and, and getting guys that are mostly known for blocking and pass catching, I think that's a good sign for the running game. So, if you think that uh, by signing tight ends might be an indication that the Saints run the football, you know, like I guess this is the type of season for you because, I mean, Ethan Wolf is a good uh, uh, blocking tight end. He can catch, but he's a good blocking tight end as well. So that tells you everything that you need to know as far as uh, what the Saints are trying to do. Well, at least that's what it seems like. I don't know. I'm doing double duty, watching the State of the Saints podcast on my device and live Saints training camp interviews at the same time. Yeah, I appreciate that, Jerry. You know, um, I haven't seen many press conferences uh, uh, come across the, the line just yet. I know that Sean Payton, uh, he had an interview not too long ago. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, most of the stuff that I told you all about during the opening of, of the uh, podcast was uh, about uh, where it came from, our reporters that were actually at camp. So, Pretty sure a lot of stuff happened. And like I said, man, you know, we're going to have Jeff Duncan on the show so we can kind of talk a little bit more and, and, and get his uh, opinion on some of the things that are going on in Saints camp. Like I said, this is not going to be a long State of the Saints podcast, but we're going to be coming back at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time talking to Jeff Duncan. So uh, that way, you know what I'm saying, we'll be able to hear what he has to say. I think he was out there at, at training camp. Uh, so, Hopefully he'll have a better analysis of training camp than, than I do. Cause like I said, I'm just reading what the reports say right now. Uh, Dwayne, uh, he, this is for you. He says, yeah, you talk smack now, <laughs> but wait till I catch you in the dome, fool. <laughs> Won't be nowhere to hide then. They're coming from Andrews Pete, Andrews Pete talking, talking greasy and saying it with his chest. Talking to Dwayne, man. You better watch out, Dwayne, man. Andrews P, that's a big boy right there. Uh, I think Bradham is a 2.0 of Mario Davis. What you think? Uh, I got to see it. Man, he's a uh, – look, you have a right to feel the way that you do, but uh, what you do between the lines is what where I judge you, you know, and, and when it matters most. That's why, you know, I'm not really getting too excited about Emmanuel Butler. You know, everybody getting excited about him, but – I mean, we got excited about Brandon Coleman. And I, I asked that question on the State of the Saints podcast Facebook page today. I said, do you feel like Emmanuel Butler is, you know, the, the second coming of Brandon Coleman? I mean, he looks like a beast out of practice, but what are you doing in the game, you know? But there are people like that. You know, there are people out there like if you out there playing football with your friends, you out there looking like Randon Moss. But when you go against random people and strangers, like you, you play very timid and shy and, and don't let loose. So hopefully, you know what I'm saying, he can let loose. And hopefully this isn't another Brandon Coleman experiment. But um, I'm just going to reserve my judgment. And as far as what Bradham, you know, I'm just going to reserve my judgment too. I think he can do a lot of things, but I need to see it um, in a New Orleans Saints uniform. Looking forward to 205 Central Standard Time for that. Yeah, me too, man. I'm looking forward to talking to Jeff Duncan. You know, I, I, man, I like – Honestly, man, I like talking to reporters. And um, Jeff Duncan, if you don't know him, um, Jeff Duncan has been covering the Saints for a very long time, man. Like, 
I can remember like buying a fifty cent paper on um on the corner of Saint uh, Saint Claude and Franklin, waiting on the Franklin bus to take me home in front of that McDonald's. Some of y'all probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I remember grabbing a fifty cent paper, man, and looking at some of the articles that Jeff Duncan used to put out in the Times Picayune, man. So, I mean, I, I've been, man, I've been looking and and reading Jeff Duncan's articles for a very very long time, man. So, uh, you know, shouts out to him. Somebody said I missed the super chat. If I missed the super chat, I apologize. Uh, TJ's blinds. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Says forget the pump window. I'm the real star. <laughs> TJ blinds. Yeah, TJ blindy overshadowing. No pun intended. Uh, the window outside. So shouts out to TJ's blinds, man. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Uh, thank you so much for your contributions. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but uh, like I said, man, um, Jeff Duncan, I mean, he's been doing it for a very, very long time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to chopping up with, with him. And like I said, I love talking to reporters. I, I mean, I like interviewing players and stuff like that, too. But I'm I'm more excited about, uh, you know, interviewing reporters because they're the ones that like sit down with these guys and talk to these guys. And, and they're the ones that honestly, they, they create the culture, and, and you know, from the stuff that we read and some of the tweets that they put out. So I enjoy talking to them, man. Like, I mean, I think I've had like every, I've had almost every Saints beat writer like on the show, like for the exception of Amy, Justin and Catherine Terrell, who hopefully we'll be able to get on the state of the Saints podcast. Uh, but, you know, I enjoy talking to those, uh, those reporters, man, because they're really passionate about the team. Uh, I'm going to read one more. Like I said, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the live. Like I said, I know it's quick, but just wanted to give you guys updates on training camp because probably not going to be able to, like, you know, answer some of the questions when Jeff Duncan comes on. So uh, Jerry Poor says, uh, let's see, TJ, did you think uh, Emmanuel Butler will make the cut in the wide receiver squad starting lineup? Uh, I, I think so. I think he will. You know, like, it, it, it's a matter of, Honestly, Jerry, it's a matter of uh, where they put him. I feel like he's going to be in a rotation. Where I don't know. I mean, he has a he has great upside, and the Saints are going to find a way to utilize him in some capacity, even if it's like one of those uh, Brandon Coleman type things where you know he he was mostly used in red zone situations. So who knows? Uh, who showed out today? Uh, well, um, uh, Derek uh, asked me who showed out today. JT Gray, they said he made a play. Janoris Jenkins made a play, deflecting the pass from Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Ty Montgomery looked explosive today. He stood out. Uh, they were talking about how uh, big um, Marcus Williams looked in size. He gained some weight. And also uh, P.J. Williams, who is now playing uh, predominantly at safety. Uh, so those are the those were the standouts today. Uh, you I didn't really hear anything else, but like I said, it's young right now. The reporters are just getting finished, wrapping up. Uh, with with training camp and uh, and also interviewing um, players and stuff like that. So you're probably going to get more reports. And I'm probably going to come back tonight, man. I'm probably, you know, we're probably going to be, you know, probably going to be doing the State of the Saints podcast three times today. Today, I mean, right now with Jeff Duncan and probably later on tonight when everything gets wrapped up and we get all the storylines. Uh, I hope, hopefully we'll have, you know what I'm saying, have something tonight. Uh, but it looked like we're going to have to go that route. We, we look like we're going to have to go that route. We look like we're going to have to have three episodes today. 
So, <laughs> uh, but uh, I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, sir, the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for those that are on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com, sir, State of the Saints podcast. And, uh, of course, the audio version available on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, thank you all so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, hopefully you all come back uh, later on this afternoon when I'm interviewing uh, Saints reporter Jeff Duncan. So take care. And uh, once again, like always, all I got to say is, who that?